Hey everyone, Chris Centennial, Sports Talk 101. Today I'm at the Country Club of Big Ron Shaw, and the question we're asking today is, should Monty apologize to Ron? So what's your thoughts? Should Monty from the Monty and Ferro Show apologize to Big Ron Shaw? Absolutely. I, I don't believe that uh, Monty should have said what he said, and I definitely believe he should uh, apologize to Ron Shaw for what he had said. Sir, what do you think? Should Monty apologize to Ron Shaw? Monty apologized to Shaw? Hell yeah! And he's the champion! Hall of Famer, of course! Sir, do you have an opinion? Should yeah, he apologize? Most, most definitely. When you have a Hall of Famer and you want to insult him, that's a bunch of bullcrap. He should be apologizing to him. Thank you. Sir, do you have an opinion on Ron Shaw? Should he Monty apologize to him? Hell, yeah, I don't even like Ron Shaw. Hey, hey! Monty, the people have spoken. Step up to the plate and deliver me the apology that I so rightfully deserve. I told you, you're a punk. And I'm going to tell you, our pants are going to cross again. Monty, in six short days, I'll be on the Dan and Benny in the ring show to announce some huge news that's going to shock a lot of people, maybe including you. So what you need to do is get to your doctor and get the wax cleaned out of your ears and then get the wax cleaned out between your ears because you're going to want to hear and understand exactly what I got to say. And Pharaoh, I suggest you talk some sense into your pal to make sure I get the apology that I deserve. I'm Rosa Mendez and I'm here at the number one Long Island broadcast, Monty Ferro. I have the best time ever! Hey, listen, Daddy. You're listening to the number one broadcast, Monty and Ferro, Daddy, in Long Island. The best pro wrestling broadcast of all time, I think. Jimmy, I got to tell you, man, it feels good to be back on YouTube. It was uh, quite disappointing what happened to us, but we bounced back pretty fairly quickly. Well, what, what else would we do? We're almost at 5,000 subscribers. Well, speaking of that, man, yeah. we need more members. Okay. What do you think we need to do to get the people of those 5,000 subscribers to come on and, and join the team as a Monty and a Faro member? Nudity is out of the question. Any other ideas? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know. But what I, I do have a few ideas. Well, just like Prell, they should tell two friends, and they could tell two friends, and so on and so on. Hit the like, hit the subscribe. Check out all our content. But that's, you know what? That's why you're, you're the star of the show, because guess what? Members get special content. Even we spoke about it. Farrell came to me one day and he goes, man, what's the deal? I can't even watch some of these videos because I'm not a member. And I said, there you go, Farrell. You got to be a member because this is what the members get. They get free content nice. that none of the other fans that watch this show get. That's right. You get free autographs from some of these wonderful stars that come in, right? Nice. All you do is you go to the MNP webpage, or, right, our own page, yeah. and shoot us an email and say, hey, man, I want a picture of... Tommy Rich, I want a picture of whatever. And boy, that's on its way. We give them their choice. That's right. We rock. We do rock. And you need to rock too. Join. Do you treat your dog as part of the family? <laughs> well, so do we. So why not celebrate your pup's birthday with the ultimate party box? Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Party Pup Info, and let us make your pup's party or any celebration perfection. Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. 
What? No. I mean, I need a dumpster. <sighs> well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental. Long Island, New York, 631-900-DUMP. The Mighty Mantorin. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. PN News. Without further ado, here are the boys. Ooh. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. What's up, big guy? What's up, brother from another mother? How you doing today, man? I, I see you're sporting a Nebraska Cornhuskers wear, huh? That's right, man. I'm getting ready. Got our spring game coming up on Saturday, and uh, he got the troop ready to go. I believe Matt Rule does. Uh, he oh, by the way, speaking of Matt Rule, he was seen in Omaha at SmackDown. Yes, just recently, him and offensive lineman, and uh, they were sitting right in the front row of SmackDown. Oh, very nice, man. Did anybody get involved? Uh, no, there was no involvement other than he stole the show. The uh, throwing the bones, he got the biggest pop of the night, apparently. <laughs> nice man, but, well, you know what? He is the hometown boy, right? So yeah, I mean, you got to you got to get yourself over in, in that spot, don't you? I mean, because you're over like Grover, you. you're the number one guy in the whole fucking state. So if you don't get yourself over on SmackDown, you're in trouble. More people know the head coach than they do the governor of the state. What's his name? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Barnstead or Barnhill? Fuck, I don't know. Barnstead. Yeah, Bob Down. Bob, Bob, <laughs> Down <laughs> Bob, Bob Down. Bob Down. Bob Down. Oh, wow. You've done that before, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. You would never believe what it took to get this position I'm in right now, bro. Fuck, I had, well, to, fucking, I had to fucking do a lot of dastardly fucking dirty deeds, brother, to get in this fucking spot. Done dirt cheap, man. And I'll tell you what, it's on your hand. Oh, come on. Are you kidding me? That what, is bro? such a fall. If you were still in CWA, that would be a case of beer, bro. That would case, be case of beer, beer and a fucking bottle of whiskey, man. For I'm sure, brother. You, Listen, we'll I got this. some I got some news to share with everybody, man. And I'm really excited to drop this bomb because this has been like three years in the making. So the Mighty Mantar documentary is going to be finished and released in fall of 2023, ladies and gentlemen. 
That's right. You heard it here first on SOB Sports. Yours truly, documentary, The Mighty Mantar, will be released the fall of 2023. So stay tuned because it's going to be a fucking great one, man. It's not not no cut and spliced fucking documentary. It's not edited for PG. It is the real deal, ladies and gentlemen. We get down to the brass tacks. We don't pull no punches, and we pull lots of hair. And so hopefully everybody's going to love it, and I will be entertaining as usual. You know, um, you people might think that it's easy being simply outstanding every day. But I'll tell you what, man, it's one fucking chore. Every morning when I wake up, it is difficult, man. It takes me a long time to leave that mirror. You know what? I'm I'm happy for you, man. Congratulations. I'm sure that's going to be a really great uh, production when it comes out. Um, I spoke with your guy, gave me a message today because we just never could get connected for the uh, for the an interview on that uh, the documentary. But I'm sure it's going to be great, and I yeah. look forward to, look forward to seeing that in the fall. So, Chubbs, uh, what's been going on, man? What you got going on last week? What been up to? Brother, man, I have put on some miles on my vehicle. I will tell you that. So Mrs. Dunkin' Donuts, she decided that she wanted a, a puppy. So one puppy turned into two puppies. And so we drove all the way back to Omaha, Nebraska from Cape Coral, Florida on Monday. We left here about 8 o'clock at night. And we pulled into Omaha, Nebraska on Tuesday evening, about seven o'clock at night. Nice 24 hour drive, 1600 miles straight through. And um, we spent the night, we stayed over uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. We picked up the puppies on Thursday. We left Nebraska on Friday, got back here to Cape Coral on Saturday. And I tell you what, man, I am absolutely fucking finished, man. I feel like I've been in like 10 cage matches in a row, bro. I mean, sitting on your ass for 3,200 miles is a lot harder than it sounds. Let me tell you about that. I mean, that's sitting on your face for 3,200 miles. Sitting on your face for 3,200 miles. That might hurt. <laughs> did, any, did, anything, uh, did anything funny happen or anything interesting happen on the trip, bro? Listen, I'm going to tell you, man. So naturally, you know, when we go on trips, I don't let uh, Mrs. Dunkin' Donuts drive too much. Um, so I don't let them, I don't let her drive too much. And so we're about three and a half hours into the trip about to make the first stop says gas in one mile. All of a sudden it says, and my odometer says 24 miles to empty. And so the next thing you know, I'm doing 95 miles an hour and then fucking nothing. Boom. The car just totally stops dead in its tracks on the, in the fast lane on I-75 North. And man, I hurried up and got over and my girlfriend said, stop, stop. And I was like, I'm coasting. She says, yeah, but uphill, you dumb fucker. <laughs> I said, I'm coasting nonetheless. That's, that's a few <laughs> inches less than I'm going to have to push this motherfucker, right? And so we get over there and um, thank God Mrs. Dunkin' Donuts had uh, AAA. And so she saved the day by calling AAA. And do I have to tell you that AAA, from the time that I called them, so the time that they had a guy come out and bring us two gallon of gas was less than one hour time span. I mean, I was really impressed with how quickly AAA responded. And Gary was a trooper. You know, I'm going to show that clip probably next week. Of, I had a little short interview with Gary and he was phenomenal, man. And I have to tell you, you know, that was running out of gas. You know, that's it, its own story in itself. But, you know, when you're sitting there on, on the highway, and there's cars going by 85, 90, 95 miles an hour. That's a real precarious position to be in. And I looked over at Mrs. Dunkin' Donuts and I said, baby, I really love you. It's like, you're the light of my light. And I says, and you might think I'm stupid right now. What the fuck, what do I want now? But I says, all I can think about is one of these cars texting on their phone and not paying attention where they're going. And they're gonna hit us in the rear end and we're gonna be fucking toast. And I said, so our lives right now, we're hanging in the balance, waiting on this fucking triple A guy before some other clown comes by and cleans our clocks, right? Because you, you see shit like that happening on the news every day. Somebody gets hit from behind on the interstate 
and they just get fucking demolished. Well, luckily we weren't two of those casualties. So, um, you know, God was looking after us. Gary from AAA came by, give us that two gallon of gas, didn't charge us anything, man. We were scrubbing around for some cash. We give him $15 tip and said, Hey Gary, God bless you, man. You're, you're the fucking savior of the day. And uh, we went on with our trip, right? Why didn't you give the C note was in your other pocket, dude? That's just oh, dude, don't let Mrs. <laughs> Duncan Donuts hear you say that, man. She will ring me a dude. new one. I, I was looking at her like, babe, you got to get some money because I don't have none. She was like, well, this is all I, I, thought you I can't gonna... believe you don't have no money. I but thought I you were going to say what you said uh, when, when you were saying that before and uh you were telling her you loved her and all that stuff. I thought you were going to ask her to pick you up a Dunkin' Donuts coffee and a couple <coughs> of uh, Ismarks or something like that to go. Brother, I get all the fucking donuts I want, man. And my favorites are the Bavarian cream, um, the jelly filled, and the double chocolate. If you don't know what double chocolate is, it is a chocolate donut with chocolate icing on top. It is phenomenal with a glass of white milk. It's great. You should try it someday. I think it was, I think it was our president, Brandon, once said, uh, if you don't know double chocolate, you don't know dick. That's right, right? brother. I'm pretty You're sure. exactly right, right about that. But, yeah, man, we got, so we scored two dogs up in Omaha. And I tell you what, man, these puppies are great. Max and Oliver. So Maximilian and Oliver Twist are doing wonderful. They're two West Highland Terriers, uh, Westies for short. And um, these dogs are very smart. They're eight weeks old. Um, they're about 80, 85% potty trained. And, um, you know, things are going good, man. They're, they're no problem whatsoever. And, you know, Mrs. Duncan Donuts was outside today training them on the leash, getting them used to the dog leash. And so, you know, Mrs. Duncan Donuts is right in her element, man. She's back to being motherly. Thank God she's not motherly to me because I'm tired of it. So she's motherly the puppies. And, you know, Max and fucking Ollie are just eating it up, man. And and I'm good because they're taking the heat off of me. So that's all good. Straight double D. Our stacker, man. Way to go. So, yeah, man. Yeah, man. You this know, so anything else? I'll tell you what, we've been getting a lot of rain here in South Florida, man. I went to Miami today and nothing but rain all the way there, all the way back, you know. And when I say rain, I mean, this shit's coming down in fucking buckets, man, and quickly and a lot of rain. So they had 25 inches of rain in Fort Lauderdale in a 12-hour span, so when I was leaving today, I had to get some gas to make it home. I literally had to drive about 15 miles to find some gas. I stopped at like seven gas stations. They were all closed because it flooded this weekend. You know, that all that fucking rain flooded the whole fucking city, and they were all underwater. So the tankers couldn't get in. Nobody could get any gas. And so every fucking gas station you drive into, they got out of order, no gas, sorry for the inconvenience, you know, come back another day. And so I had to drive around, man. I had to search. I had to put my uh, my gasometer out today and uh, had to put it in the westerly wind direction and direct me to the fucking gas station. And um, uh, fucking Wawa was uh, where it was at, brother. Wawa saved the day today, man. So... You know, it was a long drive. Pretty and, cool. Um, Pretty... Yeah, man. You know, I can't complain. Life is good. We we added two additions to the Mantar family, man. And, um, you know, life is great. You know, it wasn't wasn't a whole lot of time this week to do anything else, but drive up and drive back, man. And I'll tell you what, man, I, I, I just could not be a semi-truck driver because I don't know how them guys sit on their asses for such a long time, man. I mean, that really takes a toll on a guy. Hey, dude, you know, I used to do that. I had my uh, pilot car business uh, in the oversized loads, man. We were on the road. Uh, we do 500 miles in a day, no problem. And uh, that's with the big windmill aids and everything like that. So uh, I, I used to spend a lot of the road. And now my job, is, I'm chauffeuring people around now. And, uh, yeah, I, I sit in the car 12, 13 hours a day a lot of the time. Uh, 
it does. It sucks uh, being on your butt the whole time, um, and it does does it does wonders on your back and everything. Uh, with so you know, too cool. So you mentioned uh, airplane uh, blades. So were the airplane blades the wide load, or did you have that wide load sign on the back of your car, brother? I just want to know wind, the wind, inquiring minds want to know. Windmill, oh, and there was a wide oh. load. There was the wind blades, and there was a wide load sign on my vehicle, not on the back. You know what I mean? Oh, but, I mean, so it wasn't. Know. So, so you weren't the wide load per se. You were just per in se, front of the wide se. load. Well, no, I had a salad that day, and <laughs> I mean, okay, say, so so I was, I was light. Then, I was light. So legitimately, then you could have been considered the fucking white load, then, right? Oh, oh, that's all <laughs> possible, buddy. It's possible, you know. But hey, speaking man, of white loads, you know. man, speaking of white loads, Jeff, oh. I just want to drop something by my experience the last couple of weeks. I, uh, basically, uh, last couple of weeks, I've had a couple issues um, where um, I had an abscess on my back and, and the. Uh, the poison got in my blood, so I had like a poison, and it was causing pain throughout my whole body, and it nestled in my knees and didn't walk. Um, it was uh, Monday, and I was struggling, and my boss said, well, you know, uh, you go ahead and uh, take some time off this week. It was getting up, in the, up to Easter. And uh, so I took time off and I took the that opportunity to start eating salad again for in my diet. Uh, and uh, over the last course of the last two weeks, I basically dropped uh, 10 kilos or 22 pounds. Fuck. Uh, 22 pounds, bro. Diet. Dude. I think you found what did you it. Do? Yeah. Did you take a fucking shit, man, and you lost 22 pounds or what? That's exactly what happened, man. So, no. Bro. I was just, uh, eating right. Eat, I was right? just well, eating you know right, what? and that was that was a good thing to do. And I, I wasn't putting any Dunkin' Donuts or Dunkin' Donuts coffee in my body, but it felt pretty good. And it's uh, helped me stay up late tonight in order to do this wonderful podcast with my fat friend Michael Halleck and ha- and uh, Monty having our back. That's the most important yeah. thing. Hey, hey, Monty, we forgot that you were here, brother. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I want to introduce to you Michael Monty from Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty, how the hell are you, bro? Always a pleasure to join you guys. One of my favorite shows. Watch you Tuesday at 9 o'clock. Love the conversation. I'm telling you what, man. And we are so happy to have you a part of this program tonight, brother. How the hell have you been, man? I've been good, man. I've been good. The weather's getting better here in New York. And like you used to tell me, the sunny days make life beautiful. You walk out of the house. It's beautiful outside. You feel like taking on the world. That's right, man. You open up that door. You look outside. There's sunshine, palm trees. The birds are chirping, man. It just doesn't get any better than that, brother. So I'm glad to hear that the weather's nice. Let me tell you, you guys suck because uh, I'm over here in uh, where I'm at here in uh, Germany. It's north. It's, it's I'm right along the uh, the North Netherlands border, the Holland border, and it rains here all the damn all the time. time. It's like Ooh. it's like Seattle, man. It's like Seattle, only only worse, you know. It, well, it's like Seattle without sucks. Thank God for that. Is what I can say. You need a good, yeah. a good pair of them fucking goulashes, fucking boots, right? Fucking keep the toes fucking nice and dry. And is that what they're called, goulashes? I have no idea what you're talking about, man. Boots, Gummies. Bro, boots. Gummies. No, I know what no boots. Rubber, rubber, rubber boots, boots, man. What do they call them? Don't they call them goulashes? No. Uh, no, that's hungry. a that goulash. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Goulash is a meal that comes well. Midwestern goulash, which my mom used to make with the noodles and tomatoes and all that stuff. I'm sure you did it. But then there's the actual real Hungarian goulash. You've had that, too, with the yes. shakla. Oh, my God. Two fat guys talking about food. How's that happen? Yeah, right. I mean, so, Michael Monty, so what's been going on up in Long Island, man? How's the uh, how's the Monty and the Pharaoh? What's the Pharaoh up to these days, buddy? Uh, the Pharaoh's doing well. Um 
you know, we've got a big May 5th coming up. We've got a whole marathon on Friday, May 5th. We open up with Marty Janetti, and then we go into Val Venus. And then right after that, we've got Manny Fernandez. And then we finish up with Tommy Rich and hopefully Tony Atlas. So we've got a whole marathon going. And I'll tell you, I was just talking to, to Paul. I'm like, man, I wish you didn't live in Europe because I'd love to have both of you guys come live in studio. Mike, we met in person when I was down in Florida. And I got to tell you what an honor it was to uh, spend time with you. You're quite the guy. And um, I was just thinking, man, I really wish I really wish Paul wasn't in Europe because I'd love to be able to meet Paul in person. I was actually asking Paul, um, <clears throat> you know, part of the gigs that go on, Mike, is uh, you have the opportunity, you know, coming off your show. And as it's gaining this popularity, you got a lot of podcasters calling you now, right? I mean, that's. Oh, absolutely, that's man. Around. Yeah, man. They, you know, I've been getting messages, you know, like every other day to come on this show and come on that show. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm honored, but, you know, I'm not going to come on there and, you know, um, tell my stories for free. You know, I mean, I would come on the Monty the Pharaoh show, of course, but uh, besides that, man, you know, if you want to, you want, you want a good show, man, you, you got to pay the the price of the entry fee. You know what I mean? Well, I, I got to tell you, um, it's amazing in the short time I've known both of you, uh, how you both have this like background and this experience. I mean, both of you guys got stories that could go on for hours and hours and hours. And then I'm just shocked about, not shocked, but just your knowledge, both of you with just sports in general. I mean, you guys got something going on here. And I got to tell you, me and the Pharaoh feel so humbled that both of you are, are allowing us to host your incredible show. Nothing but wow. respect to both you guys. You know, and that, that respect goes both ways, uh, Michael Monty, because, um, you know, Paul and I, we couldn't have picked a better platform to be on than the Monty and the Pharaoh platform. And I truly believe with the Monty and the Pharaoh and the SOB Sports Network, uh, we are going to take the Monty and the Pharaoh uh, podcast to a whole nother level. And, um, you know, it's just nothing but time, you know, is, is in our way because we're eventually going to get to the top because, you know, when Paul and I, when we do something, when we, when we stand shoulder to shoulder and we work hard at something, man, we are dangerous. And so get ready for one hell of a ride, Monty, because um, buckle up them chin straps and sit down them fucking uh, seat belts, brother, because SOB Sports is about to take Monty LaFerro for the ride of their life, brother. And we couldn't be yeah, more I'll happier. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Monty. It was the uh, crazy thing about it is uh, we started talking about this. It was like last October. We drew our business plans, and we had uh, we had our uh, you know we've been looking for somebody to kind of get us in the right direction because my neither Mike or I have any true experience with this podcast stuff other than doing podcasts or doing interviews for wrestling shows or something like that. Uh, but told, even though YouTube's been around for a while, we just uh, were unable to take advantage of it. And I think that uh, the Lord works in mysterious ways because uh, when Mike came up to me and said he'd talk to Tim and yourself and uh, you guys were willing to put us on network and stuff like that, I thought, you know what? There's a reason why this uh, happened uh, at this time and not earlier. It's because uh, with your guys' guidance, uh, it's going to help us move along uh, forward. You know, it's a bit by bit. Like right now, you see my green screen in the back. You know, things are working one step at a time. And it's kind of like the people that have started watching the show now are going to continue to see us grow in the future. And that grow, they're going to be able to appreciate it. It was like the old days in the territories when the young kids would come in. They'd come in for two, three months and stuff get shipped out they come back two years later they'd be middle car and the people familiar with the pool and then the next time they came back into the territory they're wrestling on top um and that's kind of the way we want to grow uh with fan base with your fan base at the same time creating our own fan base and what's not love two big fat guys 
just making a laugh at themselves, talking a little bit about spurts, talking about this and that, current events, and telling telling the fans what's going on in our lives. You know, you're absolutely right, Paul. You know, and and uh, you know the thing is, is it's very easy to get preoccupied with, you know, other things in life. You know. Um, you're not paying attention, you know, you're texting and driving, you're drinking and driving, you know, uh, when Mrs. Dunkin' Donuts and I was in Omaha, we went to this uh, pet store and we were on the corner of 72nd Dodge in Omaha and that's the busiest corner in the whole city. And uh, we turned in the parking lot and we were driving parallel of the 72nd Street and there was a guy parked in the, in the middle inside lane, had his flashers on, and I'll tell you what, man, this car came barreling up from behind him about 40 miles an hour, man. Bam! Fucking ran right into this guy, man. Buckled his hood. Fucking airbag went off. I said to Mrs. Duncan Donuts, I says, I guarantee you that fucking guy was texting on his phone because he hit him solid. And, you know, life is too short, man. I mean, that guy survived. And it didn't look like anybody got hurt to me. They were both out there talking. But you know what? That could have very seriously ended up into a really bad situation. You know, that guy that was texting on his phone that hit that guy, all he was concerned about was what he was doing on his telephone. He wasn't looking up and caring about what he's doing on the street. And he's lucky that he's still alive today, you know. And, you know, I guess the, the thing is, is to stay focused on on the big picture and don't get distracted by all the small shit because the small shit is what can eventually kick you out of the whole game completely and you know you always need to keep your eye focused on the ball and if you keep your eye focused on the ball and you keep that goal in mind then it's going to be a lot easier um to obtain that whatever goal that you're reaching for that day you know um, when i get up every day First thing I do when I open up my eyes, I'm like, thank you, God, for another day to try and save the world, to make the world a better place, to put my stamp on, on, on this world. And, you know, some days are more exciting than others, but you know what? I still want to live. I still want to enjoy my life, and I want to do whatever makes me happy. And, um, you know, doing this, doing this podcast once a week is what makes me happy. And um, I can't tell you how much fun I have on a weekly basis. I look forward to this. And I can't wait till we start doing this two or three times a week. And I can't wait for them fans to just ask for more and say, we want more. You know, right back fan and say, we want more. We want more. Just listen to the people chant. And we're going to give you more. So, you know, just uh, like, share, and subscribe, ladies and gentlemen. And, um, and your dreams have come true, too. Well, let's uh, give them a little bit of update. Uh, we were talking earlier today, and we're going to start doing some more uh, just little five-minute segments and stuff like that where we're on our own, some kind of rant if something gets us uh, gets our uh, geopolitics or you're watching the game live and uh, and you want to say something after it, you're going to get online, and, and we're going to uh, start sharing more time with the people here in the next couple of weeks and uh, we start building up the hours on all our platforms and uh, with money and stuff like that and i'm kind of looking forward to adding more content to the uh you know to money site to our own uh youtube going forward and i just you know like uh, we were talking today mike uh we you know everything was kind of Short-handed because you had your trip uh, with the two dogs, and uh, but but that's all good, you know. Uh, we're we're starting to get in that flow. It's just going to get a little bit smoother, and uh, we're going to start to take advantage of uh, things going forward. So I can't uh, can't wait to start producing more stuff for the Star fans. Um, and I'm just glad all those SOBs are out there listening to us. And watching our program, or maybe just listening in the car as they're driving down the road, uh, because it's all good stuff. I mean, 
we can talk about. Uh, I mean, this weekend we got a good weekend coming up, and uh, when we tape uh, when we tape our next episode, it'll be uh, Saturday, so we can discuss some of the upcoming events on the weekend. And like I said, the Huskers have got their pod, or they've got their spring game. Um, we can talk about a couple others. The XFL have been doing extremely well. I've seen the last couple of weeks, a few about a month ago, it looks like they were on their ass, and now they're putting in, uh, they're filling up stadiums with 70, 75,000, 33,000. Stadiums are filling up, so uh, maybe the XFL might stick around for a little bit, and that's. Uh, that's uh, our boy, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, the USFL has also started. So their USFL and the XFL are competing against each other. And, and honestly, you know, um, I'm not really a big XFL fan. You know, that's really some pretty shoddy football that's being played out there on the field. Um, the USFL, they're a little bit more um, organized and a little bit more of the um, old school football uh, style of play um, in my book. Uh, the XFL is kind of a little flashy. They got, you know, these um, far out rules and everything, you know, and um, I don't know. I just can't get into watching the XFL myself, um, but I did, was able to watch uh, the USFL this weekend on their opening weekend. and. There was uh, about four quality games on TV, and um, yeah, man, I was I was entertained, you know. And for those of for those of you fans out there who've been sending SOB Sports uh, emails and messages about um, our merchandise, if we got any merchandise coming out, well, I will tell you that Paul and myself have been working really hard on that merchandise, and uh, we're going to have some stuff available for you guys. Um, really really soon here in the next week or two we're going to have some stuff up and available for you all to purchase and start sporting that sob sports network sportswear right um that's what it's all about man is uh is paying it forward and um you know we're going to have something uh, pretty cool pretty fresh out there and we hope you all like it paul's been working really hard on that uh on them t-shirts everybody so you know it's mantar has nothing to do with it it's all pn news yeah, but uh, you know what? I, I need that inspiration. You are my muse, you big fat bastard, you. Right, man. Hey, you know, as long as I can light up somebody's day, then I have won, you know. So as long as I can make you smile, fat guy, then that's all I need, man, to get me well, through you, the you day, know what? brother. Today, today you are lighting up my day with that bright orange shirt because you are as bright as the sun. If you would have been Dude. wearing that on that trip to Omaha, if you'd have been wearing that when you ran out of gas, and that was, uh, what was that, I-75 north of St. Joe, Missouri, <laughs> I guess, right? Nobody would have ran in. Nobody would have ran into you, bro. Let me tell you something. Oh, yeah, I'm, think, I'm thinking of 29 Jonas. So this is a brand new shirt, ladies and gentlemen. This is the very first time that Mantar has worn his orange shirt. And Mrs. Dunkin' Donuts asked me today when she seen this on, she said, are you applying for a job at Dunkin' Donuts? Are you trying to steal my job? <laughs> and I was like, what the hell are you talking about, man? And she's like, that orange shirt. I says, don't I look simply outstanding? She says, well, you look like something, but I don't know if it's simply outstanding or what. <laughs> I was like, what's your fucking point, lady? You know, speak your mind. You know, don't be shy. Um, but I happen to look good in this orange shirt, man. I got a nice pair of navy blue uh, fucking shorts to match my shoes. I like to stay color coordinated, as you know. And, um, you know, I I couldn't be looking more simply outstanding if I even tried today. So, fuck off, man. I love my orange shirt, brother. Hey, I man. Mean, look hey, at, I'm gonna tell look you at Michael Monty. I mean, look at Michael Monty's piss yellow fucking shirt. I could be wearing something hey, like that, right? He, he's got he's got his he's his white beater shirt on. Leave him alone, man. Mike, <laughs> anyway, I got an email. I got an email from uh, I got an email on the SOB uh, GL there, and I got an email from uh, the Home Depot, and they said they want their tent back. So if you please, <laughs> that's the fucking best you get, you fat fucker. Eat a salad, man. <laughs> Hey, hey, man. Home don't, Depot. Hey, don't go. Home Depot. Hey, man. man. Come on. Don't go away mad. Really, don't man. go away mad. Just go away, bud. Really? <laughs> I'd rather be a fucking donut tester than a house builder, bro. I'm all Dunkin' Donuts. He's called me Double D Dunkin' Donuts yeah. Tester, man. Wait, I, can, fucking... I hear the bells now. 
do you, Mr. Dunkin' Donuts, take Mrs. Dunkin' Donuts to be happy redded donut heads? I do, brother. I do. I could eat a whole and box of fucking donuts, brother. Let me tell you about hey, that. Guys, uh, hey, guys. I realize it's just a bunch of bullshitting back and forth this week and stuff like that. But next week we'll have a bigger show. But, uh, hey, man. At 35 listen, minutes don't and, don't and, apologize uh, for nothing, man. Are you kidding me? This I'm is not, classic I'm not apologizing. banter, bro. This is classic banter. You know, the the fucking the, the score is SOB Sports Network one life zero, buddy. We are winning, man. Are you kidding me? Is this a soccer I mean, this game? Is, is this a soccer game? I think at least it could be whatever down. the hell you want it to be, Dude. bro. It could be a soccer game. I could bury the fucking three from the top of the key. Whatever you want, man. You know, the NBA playoffs have started, by the way. They've started their uh, three months of fucking playoffs, which is absolutely most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever heard of. They start in the second week of April and they go till fucking in the middle of end of June. I mean, that's just absolutely fucking stupid. Two and a half fucking months of playoffs. That's really, that's overkill in my opinion. That's unnecessary. That's about fucking six weeks too long, man. They should, they should be ashamed of themselves. They're dragging it out, man, and they should really be ashamed of themselves. I mean, are they that desperate for every single dollar that they can fucking scrum up? Are they that is the NBA that fucking hard up for money that they have to have a playoff scenario that goes almost three months fucking long? Come on, man. The NBAC, the National Basketball Association of China. I think that's where they're most of their money right now. So they're doing whatever they got to do, man. But anyway, man, it's you were right. You were right when you said uh, five weeks ago that it was a little too early to write off the L.A. Lakers because they made it into the playoffs as a number eight seed, ladies and gentlemen. I can't believe it, but LeBron James got these fucking horses um, all in the line, and they finally start playing some basketball. And the L.A. Lakers, ladies and gentlemen, have made it to the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to make it past the first round. So it's going to be a short fucking week for the L.A. Lakers, that's for sure. Dude, I saw the guys at Old Country Buffet, man. They were all on senior 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 citizens discount. That whole team, man. They're a bunch of old timers there. They are. I think. I think. Um, I think they might have the oldest roster of all the playoff teams. To be honest with you, the LA Lakers are very all old time. school, old school team, and um, I'm, I'm happy they happy they made it. I mean, they're not going to go very far, in my opinion. I think um, the Boston Celtics, I think, you know, they got this championship locked up and in the bag, ladies and gentlemen. Bet the house. You heard it here on SOB Sports from the Mighty Mantar. Bet the fucking farm on the Boston Celtics, ladies and gentlemen, to win the 2023 NBA championship. May I ask you how far are the Knicks going to go, guys? Listen, the Knicks got a pretty damn good team. I watched them play on TV, uh, I believe it was Saturday, and they looked pretty strong, man. They came out with all guns blazing, and they end up uh, pulling the uh, W off, I believe. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think they won by like nine or ten points um, Saturday. So the Knicks look very impressive. They'll be they'll make a good run. But, again, they're in the east with the Boston Celtics. And, you know, if you bet the farm on the Celtics, you can't be hoping for the Knicks now, can you? You know, is that your team, Michael Monty, the New York Knicks? Or are you a Brooklyn Nets fan? No, I'm a Knicks guy, but it, you know, again, uh, basketball has uh, been left far in my rearview mirror. I was a huge fan uh, back in the early '90s, but the game isn't the same. Well, to I'm me looking anymore, at. I just so. opened up Age of the Plus here. No, it's not. It's okay, definitely not. Uh, what I've got here is I've got Game Two is coming up. Uh, what is it, tomorrow at uh, 7.30 in the evening? And this side is picking the Cavs 64% to beat the Knicks in game two. So, but, yeah, Knicks do hold the series at one to nothing so far. Yeah, so, Michael Monte, do you ever go to any uh, New York Knicks games? All the, all the time, sir. I used to sit in a uh, celebrity role for a very long time. So I go to so, a lot of I go to a lot of sporting events. My job uh, requires it. 
Oh, I'm a huge sports guy. It, so, but I'm, a, so, I'm also a very huge sports guy. Don't get me wrong. So, um, so who's your favorite uh, baseball team in the New York area? I'm a I'm a Yankee fan, Knicks, uh, Rangers, and probably the most important team and probably the worst team of all time, the New York Jets. Oh, they're fucking pitiful, man. <laughs> I, I feel, I feel oh, so God. sorry for you, man. They oh, are God. fucking one horrible. They are one horrible sports team, man. That has to be the worst <laughs> sports franchise of all time. The New York Jets. I mean, they I, really have to be. They high. did have Joe Nate at one time. They did. They did. But that's it's like, hard to that's argue. It. But you know, you know, it's a funny thing. As bad as they are, I think they're like the number eight or nine most uh, lucrative sports team in all of sports, though. Is, that's a surprise, it's right? Crazy. I believe it, you know, because, that's you know, crazy. they probably got a pretty strong fan base, right? I mean, they probably got a, a huge fan base there in uh, in New York for sure, you know. Um, I know I, I enjoyed uh, going and watching a few New York Rangers games. Um, I used to date a girl way back when that um, lived in New Jersey, and I used to drop her off every morning at work at the Holiday Inn Jetport there in uh, Newark, and I would go into the South Bronx when it was old had the old Yankee Stadium, and I would go watch the Yankees if they were in town. I'd watch them play three or four days a week. You know, I'm a huge uh, Yankee fan, but I also like, you know, the New York Mets. You know, I was a Keith Hernandez uh, fan back in the day, you know, and um, the Mets, uh, didn't they have uh, Daryl Strawberry too? They did. That that team, to me, should have won quite a more – they should have won – Multiple World Series, and they only walk. I agree. One, so. I agree. Total under underachievers. Um, the New York Mets were during that era. Daryl Strawberry was a fucking great talent, man. He could hit that ball a ton, and um, yeah, I think the Mets should have a few more uh, uh, championships underneath their belt than they do. Um, they've really choked the last couple of years coming to the playoffs. Uh, the Mets have uh, the Yankees. On the other hand, they've they've done fairly well uh, last year. They made the made the playoffs. The Yankees did, and they're my they're my favorite baseball team of all time. The New York Yankees, I have to say. May I ask um, both of you, being that you're both such big sports fan, you coming from Florida, and uh, Paul coming from Europe, uh, you know, Florida. It's so beautiful out. It does have its. Uh, problems with sports right because people don't want to spend their time at an arena to watch a basketball team or be at a stadium to watch a baseball game or even be at a hockey rink to watch a hockey game is that hard for being such a big sports guy and how about you paul in europe you're, you're kind of missing out on everything right is that uh I being in Europe a lot, I have been hooked on. I mean, for years and years, I could get invited to watch the Bundesliga, which is German and Austria or Bundesliga. And uh, I, I, you know, I went to Hanover '96 and Vitor Raymond and Vienna Rapid and stuff like that. And I could never get into soccer whatsoever. And then finally, I was in England, and I ended up. Uh, Going to uh, Liverpool FC, I went to one of their games around the 2000 and stuff like that. And the atmosphere, the game, when you got 48,000 people all sing a song, you'll never walk alone, you end up getting goose pimples and then kind of get hooked to the atmosphere. And I've been a Liverpool supporter ever since. So I get into soccer quite a bit. And it's either soccer or handball over here. They do have some good um, American-style football. Germany's got a decent league. Austria's got a decent league. And usually either Germany or Austria is usually the so, European let me, championship. Let me, let me stop you right there, Chubbs. You said Type, type, uh, type league. I mean, I played back in the 90s for a little while, and you get paid that kind of stuff. So, so Chubbs, uh, hold on. Time out. Did you, did you mention handball? Was that a yes? No, maybe on the handball that I, I stumped him. Look, he's frozen. <laughs> it, could be, fucking... it could be either you stumped him or he's frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I, fucking, I stumped him. I could have swore he said, hey, hold on. Let me move him into the main focus. We'll see if Paul's been stumped. 
I did say ball. Ball. <laughs> it's called handball. It's called handball, are, but it's not handballs. It's not hand on ball. It's not hand on balls. Oh well, no, handball is hand, hand, for clarification. Yeah, not the handball is basically played in a, something that's a little bit than a basketball court, and they, they have a big net in the back, and they have a goalkeeper, and you can put the ball on the ground once, and then you have to load it uh, to a, a teammate or to a uh, or shoot at the goal and stuff like that. It's it's so a it's little bit like more basketball. Kind of no, like not at all. Kind of, sort of. No, it's 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 kind of like basketball with a with a smaller ball and a bigger net. So that's basically uh, what who, it is. It's, it's, it's like German soccer. Sport? It's like soccer. No, it's a European sport. It's huge here, dude. I mean, these handball players make money, dude. So it's wow. it's like in Germany, it's just a massive, massive thing. They have European championships and everything, dude. It's uh, pretty massive. Really? So, yeah. Wow, man. Fucking who to thunk it? Fucking handball. Huh. And their basketball Imagine. leaves pretty decent. Their basketball leagues are pretty decent over here. I mean, a lot of American players, after they get finished college, they come over here. If they don't make it to the NBA, they come here sure. and they play. The women's, the women's, the women's league, they actually, a lot of the women uh, in the WNBA, they actually make more money when they play overseas here in Europe. And that was the issue with Brittany Griner. That's why she was going to Russia, uh, you know, with dope in her bag. But she going to Russia because uh, she was she can pay, make more money playing a season in Rus- Russia than she actually makes uh, in the WNBA, which is basically uh, bankrolled by the NBA. So, uh, yeah, wow. so a lot of the women and men end up coming over here to Europe and play in the leagues and, and make a pretty decent decent living. A few ex-Oscar players and, and all sorts have made a living in Europe. Nice, man. Well, you know. I mean, Europe could be like what that that Triple A uh, fucking baseball, right? Um, during the off season, go during the off season, go to Europe, uh, hone them skills, uh, make some money, and come back and uh, you know play for the WNBA or the NBA or whatever the fuck else you're doing. You know what I mean? I mean, well, the sharper you are, I mean, I think I think no matter what sport you are, the sharper you are, the better off you are. So if you keep continuing to play instead of taking time off in the off season, it gives you an opportunity to hone them skills, and you just have a chance to be make yourself that much better. Yes or no? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. You got you know uh, practice makes permanent, as they say. So you got to keep keep moving and keep working on your skills. The league uh, the league has different rules over here, but in, in essence, basketball is basically the same sport uh, around the globe, you know. Um, the, the, you know, there's been actually a basketball team here in the local area uh, in Oldenburg, and they're called, they're very clever name, they're the Oldenburg Baskets. So I guess Ooh. they were taking an example after the, uh, the Nets, I guess. But, yeah, the Baskets is the local basketball team. They're not too bad. They're, they're, they're okay. I, I haven't had a chance to see him yet this year, but uh, I'll probably get out and watch one of the so, games. Uh, up. So, Monty, being a big sports guy like you are, what is your favorite sport to watch or to attend? Uh, favorite sport to attend would be baseball. I enjoy sitting watching baseball. Um, I agree. I would say overall, though, my favorite sport is football. Football oh, wow. is the sport. And why, you know, do you, again, why do you why do you say football? I mean, is there something that you like about the action? Uh, you like the way the guy looks? The guys look wearing them football pants. Uh, I what's think, the fucking I think, deal? I, I think it has. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I think it has to do with just the whole Sunday feeling, getting geared up. Uh, you know, it's one day a week, so it's more of a special occasion. Um, you know, you won't catch me watching a lot of baseball on TV. I don't really, I don't, as you get older, as you know, you just don't have a ton yeah, of time. But I do, I do love going to watch, you know, watching it live. Uh, you know, again, I think it has to do if you're more, you're more into the team. If you're, if now, if you're betting on sports, then obviously it makes it much better. For, no matter what sport you're watching, right? So I could imagine betting on handball 
would be uh, just as exciting as betting on football. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm hoping they are right. betting on professional wrestling because I think it would I think it would enhance pro wrestling. It would bring the older people, you know, back into the sport, even though it's scripted or predetermined. Um, I think what? if they control it, well, what? Oh, sorry. Uh, what? Scripted, <laughs> predetermined. The fuck are you talking about? Boxing? <laughs> you never, true. you've never wrestled, you've never wrestled Mike, have you? <laughs> Dude, that is scrap. That's a scrap every day. There is nothing scripted about working Bruiser Mastino or Mantar, man. When one of those big hoops come down on the on the back of your head or something like that, you feel it, brother, for weeks. Let, let me ask you guys a question. I was thinking about I was thinking about you two last night, right? Because you know I met. Oh Mike my God, in, you pervert! Well, not that way, but um, Jeez, I man. met Mike in person, you and you know now. you you could tell Mike's. You know, if you didn't know he's a wrestler, you know he does something. And I'm sure, Paul, if I met you, I would say, you know, if you didn't know he was a wrestler, you know, you know, he's a football player or something. But did you at any points in your career, they were talking about the, the A&E documentary last night with the Iron Cheek. They were talking about how Greg Gagne, Greg Gagne, Vern Gagne paid, wanted to pay the Sheik to break Hogan's leg to stop him from winning the title. Did, is there any point in your careers you thought about going into business for yourselves? Because obviously you guys are big enough that it'd be hard for anyone to stop you guys. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, you know, when Razor Ramon took that fucking cheap shot and open handed me, man, I wanted to just fucking clean his clock. And we were really getting into it in the corner. And and Vince was pretty pretty sharp on on the fucking mic. He was right in the referee's earpiece. He was like. Tell them two fuckers to knock that shit off and save it for the back. They're on live TV. And as soon as that fucking ref said that, I was like, oh, shit, man. We better get back to the fucking uh, business here, right? Because it could have very easily turned fucking south. And because that shit pissed me off. And, um, you know, uh, I I take offense when, when people talk about asking of me if wrestling is fake. You know, and I was like, listen, motherfucker. I said, I'm going to tell you something. I'm gonna let you answer your own question. I said, I'm gonna stand up. I'm gonna let you pick me up and I'm gonna let you slam me as hard as you want to on that fucking floor. And then when I get up, I'm gonna slam you on that floor. Oh no, 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 no. I was like, oh no, what motherfucker? I thought you just said wrestling is fake. If it was fake, you're not gonna feel that floor now, are you? Oh, well, um, you know, maybe predetermined. Well, predetermined and fake are two different fucking things, you know? I mean, um, I'm not out there perpetrating the fraud. I'm out there imitating a fucking professional fucking athlete, a professional entertainer. And I like to think that I'm pretty damn good at my job. And if the job ever turned fucking south, I would be very well prepared to take on that task as well. Um, so yeah, you know, um, Wrestling with me is, is is can be a little tough sometimes, but you know what? I guess dealing with me in real life can be a little tough sometimes too. So I guess it just comes with the fucking territory. So I guess I'm just always living living my gimmick, right? Um, you know, you can't. You always well, let me let me ask be, you this. You know, you you've told that story about Scott Hall. If if it got a little more realer in the ring and you didn't get you know get back into control. Could you have taken him out? And if so, took, do you think you, that would have? Go ahead. I would have took Razor out in a fucking flash, man. I would have fucking hit him so hard, he would have not known what, what was coming. I would have tied him up in a fucking knot and shoot him up and spit him out. You know, um, Scott Hall just didn't know. Uh, the only thing Scott Hall knew was he was the fucking badass Razor Ramon and he was in the fucking clique. You know, if he didn't, if he didn't have the fucking click to fucking back him up on every corner that he turned, he would he wouldn't be a very tough fucking Scott Hall. Um, I don't think Scott Hall was very tough. I think his bark was much um, stronger than his fucking bite. Um, I think he was mostly um, all gimmick. Um, he wasn't tough in my opinion at all, and um, I would have took him out in a fucking flash. How about you, Paul? Did you ever think about going into business for yourself? especially with your problems that you had in WCW? Um, as you, you mean by going to business for myself, 
our own show or what? Well, well, no, what I mean by that is like, for example, if Mike would have finally decided just to take Ramon out because he clearly didn't like him and didn't respect him, he could have ended Ramon's career, right? That was on TV unless they never showed it, right, or something like that. But in in, in essence, he could have ended Scott Hall's career. Um, For you, being the big guy that you are, was there ever a point where you just didn't like someone or you weren't happy what's going on? You said, you know what, I'm not going to do the job now. I'm just going to – I'm going to business for myself. Well, yeah, basically uh, it happened happened a couple times. Um, but uh, one, the one that's on top of mind right now is I was doing a show in Austria and we had a, there's a kid over here, kid, he's, he's, he's my age, he's our age. Uh, he was, uh, he wrestled as Wolf Herman. And uh, this was a show we were working for, uh, not the regular reporter, he was actually one of the guys that was wrestling on the shows with us. Uh, Frank Schumann decided to do a show, and so I was one of the wrestlers. And then me and Olf had to do old fashioned chain match, right? And uh, it was like everybody was rusty, it was the first match we've had in a couple months, stuff. And I got in there with Olf, and he kept through it up. And at one point, he just started. He just started uh, making a comeback for me and stiffing me, and I and I didn't take. So I hit him. I hit him as hard as I could, and I knocked him out. And he's sitting there in the middle in, in the corner of the ring, and I was just trying to catch the match back on, and couldn't. I couldn't get him. Uh, I couldn't come up. So um, I ended up taking off the chain, thing like that, because the the uh, the poles on the other side of the uh, the other side of the ring. And so I took it off. I went up there, and then I I put the money down, and then I went over there and I gave him another one. So I went back to the dressing room. I ended up getting disqualified in the chain match, believe it or not. And then I went back in the dressing room, and then he came back, and then we he started yelling at me, and I went, "You son of a bitch!" And then I went at him again, man. And uh, you know, I just I just kept pumbling, pumbling back in the dressing room. Uh, he he just kind of waistlocked me. And he just put his tucked his head in so he, his face wouldn't get pummeled too bad. But he ended up with a big lump on the back of his head and stuff like that. I kept pummeling him. Uh, so I mean that kind of stuff just just happens. And the thing is, is Olf was a goofy bastard, but he was he was harmless. And I don't have any ill feelings toward him. Even after the fight, I didn't have any ill feelings toward him because. Just life's too short to stay pissed yeah. off at somebody for two And plus, he, he can't fucking help it anyway because he's fucking German. So that's half the fucking, that's half his problem right there. No, uh, yeah, silly, so, but uh, yeah, it, it happened. And Ulf's not, you know, he's not a small guy. He's like six foot five and uh, six, four, six, five and 300 pounds. He's a pretty good sized fella and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like to keep it as business as possible in the ring. And I mean, I'm not, dude. And Michael tell you, I never bitched about anybody stiffing me. So I, if I got a hard way, I just knew it was part of the business. I take it, I can take it, dish it out, and stuff like that. But you'll never hear me complain about stiffness. But if you keep repeatedly doing something stupid, then uh, I've got a, you know, there's going to be a receipt for it. Um, so it, it's just sometimes it's got to be done. You know, I, I remember also there was opportunity. With, Another German, there was his name was uh, Eric Schwartz. He's a really good guy, love him to death. But and I helped get him booked with the company at the time, and so I was wrestling with him, and I'm telling him to make his comeback, and he starts hitting me, and he pops me right in the ear, and uh, I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, and I said again, right? So he hits me in the ear again, and on the third one. I just didn't sell anymore, and I grabbed it, and it was back in the days of the mullet, and I grabbed back of his hair, and I said to him, great teeth. He went, huh? I said, I smiled, and I said, get your teeth. He created his teeth, and I hit him, dude, and he just went flying outside the, outside the ring. He had like a big <laughs> forehead for like a month, right? It was, it was crazy. Stupid fucker. I mean, dude, he he, he stayed three times in the ear, right in the ear, man. I, I was like, you know, week. that's kind of kind of shocking coming from you because I know when you and I used to tag together, you were always the level head one, and I would always be the one that would fucking fly off the handle um, at right. any chance fucking given. 
And um, so for you to fucking take advantage of somebody is kind of fucking comical just in itself, right? Because that's just not I didn't take character. advantage of him. I didn't I take advantage of him. I told him to get his teeth. It was Yeah, a, it right. We see it was coming. Hey, it yeah. Was, it was just a receipt. It was a receipt. Yeah. And um, receipts come in all shapes about, and sizes, bro. Talk about 12. I was just thinking the other day about who was that mad dog where he gave him that number 12 and just crumpled in the middle of the ring where we came from both sides, you from the back, yeah. me from the front, and we smashed him in the middle, and he just crumpled, crumpled like a sack of potatoes. That was like you know, one of the funniest moments ever. So, Michael Monty, are you, are you there, buddy? So, I want to tell you something funny. So, when Paul and I used to tag, tag team together, we used to call this spot, we'd call it the number 12. And basically, the guy would be in the fucking middle of the ring fucking selling and Paul and I would come from each fucking direction and sandwich this motherfucker, right? And um, we did this to this one guy one time, man. And I mean to tell you what, he just fucking, he just crumbled like a fucking sack of fucking shit, man. He just went from standing up to laying down fucking in the prone position on flat of the fucking mat. We fucking smashed this fucking guy, took all his air out, took everything out of him, man, just... Boom! Just fucking deflated him. <laughs> but it's hey, not something. That, it's not something that. It's not something that hurts. It just is like a shock to the system because really all that uh, all that air just goes right out of the bottom between two yeah, big bodies like we have. Eight hundred, eight hundred fucking pounds of mass just deflating you in a split second, right? Fucking great, God, great stuff, bro. God. Oh, dude, we used to have some. We used to have some incredible tags, man. I mean, that's for another day, man. Listen, we're at six minutes. It's time to no call an episode. Okay, you know so are, man. every everybody, you know what time it is? It's SOB Sports Motto time, and the motto of the day here at SOB Sports is: You only die once, but you live every day. Go out there and live your life, folks. Eat that pie. Drink that coffee. Do whatever makes you happy. But be happy, man, and have fun doing it. Until next time, everybody, take care. We love you. God bless. Also, remember to subscribe, like, and share our video content. We'll see you on the next one. Yo, baby. Yo, baby. Yo.